What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. You are listening to episode, what is this, 44? I never remember the I number. I think it's 44. It's 44, yeah. Yeah, there we go. This is my first introduction in a few weeks. I'm a little rusty, so. <laughs> yeah, he's called off the bench. I, I've been doing the past few introductions. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm warm back up to it. Uh, today is our MLB episode. Uh, we've we've talked about the MLB sparingly, but we've never, like, focused uh, a whole entire episode on it. Uh, but it is the All-Star break, and there are no major sports going on right now, so I feel like it would be a perfect time to talk about it. Um, season's just over halfway done with 90-ish games. Yeah, about that. 89, 90 for each game, each team. Yeah, so it's a good time to kind of see where things are progressing um, and just give our thoughts on the whole season as a whole and uh, where we see things going from here. Uh, our guest <laughs> today uh, is Alex Templin. MLB expert, baseball analyst. What's yeah. up, everybody? Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, a lot of knowledge in the in on the call today, uh, <laughs> and I, I not not by me necessarily, but Jack and Temp are our in-house MLB experts. I guess. <laughs> I think I think so. I, I'm I'm expecting big things here, and I, I think you should uh, be. I think I yeah. I think my expectations will be met. <laughs> um, I guess we will go. We'll start right into it. We'll start with the NL East. Uh, we're just going to... Uh, oh, yeah, we should preface what we're going to say. We're going to go through uh, each division and just, like, predictions for each team, uh, give our postseason prediction, and also awards prediction. Uh, we're going to do MVP, Cy Young, and Rookie of the Year. I don't know... I feel like Manager of the Year would be appropriate, but I just honestly don't really know much about... Ma- I mean, I don't know. I could have done some research, but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, so we'll, yeah. We'll stick to those uh, three awards for each league. Um, but like Jack said, we'll jump right into it with the divisions. And the first division we got on the docket today is the NL East. Um, right now, the Atlanta Braves are leading it. And what else do you want to add? Um, nothing really. It's a pretty uh, competitive division, I guess, uh, between the top three teams. Uh, the Phillies, Nationals, Braves, and then the Mets and Marlins are sitting at fourth and fifth, respectively. Uh, for my prediction, I have the Braves uh, finishing in first uh, at 102 wins. Uh, then the Phillies coming at second, 92 wins. Nationals third, 91 wins. Mets fourth, 69 wins. And Marlins fifth, 64 wins. Um, yeah, the Braves are what, winning it by five games right, right now? Right now they're six up on the Nationals, six and a half on the Phillies. Okay. Tim, what do you have for the NL East? All right, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna run through uh, those top three teams a little bit, and then uh, I mean, we could we could talk about those dysfunctional Mets a little bit as well. Uh, but starting with the the le- division leading Braves, uh, you know, uh, not really surprising that they're up. Uh, maybe surprising, you know, their records. You know, they're they're playing some really good ball and real nice record. Uh, the thing about the Braves is they haven't had any injuries all year to amount to anything and True. they they play the same uh same nine guys pretty much every game yeah it's so just a I'm, solid I'm just, nine all know, i love it you know and then a lot of a lot of young guys in that lineup uh you know Cunha jr ozzy albies uh dansby swanson but i'm uh i'm actually not picking the braves to win the division i'll get to that but uh you know you can't foresee injuries but you know I'm interested to see how they respond if they do face any injuries. Cause like I said, they do play the, the same guys every day. That's right. Uh, yeah. 
and then uh, move to the Nationals, and um, I'm going to pick the Nationals to win the division. Uh, they played; they've been playing really well going into the uh, All-Star break. I picked them at the beginning of the year to win the division. Um, offense starting to come around. Uh, Anthony Rendon, I think, is one of the, maybe the most underrated player in the game, and you know, in the offseason, the the Nationals basically picked Rendon over Harper, and um, you know they're they're looking to extend him soon. But uh, I think their pitching is too good. You know, you got Scherzer, obviously, Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, uh, Anibal Sanchez, all pitching real well. They just got to you know pick up some bullpen arms at the trade deadline. And yeah, all yeah. all five of their starters have ERAs at three seven nine or below. And Scherzer are the lowest at two three. Like that's just absurd. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't even, uh, I've never even heard of that that Eric Eric Feed. Yeah, the, I, their fifth I, starter. I don't the name either. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's pitching well. But uh, yeah, that, I think that rotation's too solid, and I think they're gonna pick up some bullpen arms, and like I said, take the division. Yeah. All right, now let's uh, let's move on to the Phillies now. Um. If I was a Phillies fan, I'd be really disappointed right now. Um, you know, they're four games over 500, right right in the mix still. But um, they have no pitching whatsoever. Um, you know, Nola's, Nola's finally starting to come around this year. He had a slow start. Um, and then Eflin. Eflin's having a nice year. And then, I mean, you go through Pavetta, Eikhoff. Yeah. Um, not good. Arietta is just rapidly declined. I don't, and then he's got, he may need surgery. So, uh, you were know, the, I, I, I think his first? days are coming into an end as a, as a top end starter. They already have. For the Phillies, what? No, I was, I, I, the Phillies like start off the year pretty hot, if I'm not mistaken, right? Weren't, yeah, they love the division for, I feel like <clears throat> maybe one or two months or close to it, but yeah, they yeah, kind yeah, of, they, as of late. They had a good start. Offense is doing well. And, uh, but, you know, and they have some injuries, too. Obviously, Kutch tore his ACL. He was having a nice year. Um, yeah. He was the best leadoff hitter in the NL or M- ML, maybe the whole league, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he was doing well in the leadoff spot. And then they also uh, they lost uh, Abdubal Herrera, whatever, whatever's going on with him. But uh, that's true. Yeah, you know, they they could they could really they could probably use an outfielder. Uh Kingery's been a nice, been a nice surprise for them. He's living up to the expectations that uh, they Jay signed him to. They signed Jay Bruce, and he uh, started off real hot. He yeah, had, yeah, he had a he had a real good start with them. Series or something like that. I mean, his average is really pretty low right now, but I don't know. I guess that's something. Uh, I, mean, should, I mean, we I think we should mention uh, the elephant in the room, Mr. Bryce Harper. Um, He's not having average wise. I actually I should have looked this up. I don't know where he's at right now. I'm gonna guess like did he get up to like 250? 253, I think. Yeah, okay. let me check. Um, I mean, two, I was, yeah, two, 250, 253. Okay. Yeah, 253. All right. I was looking at our, our past text when we were talking about Bryce Harper, and honestly, he's like he's not having uh, a bad year for what he actually is, excluding his 2015 season. Excluding his 2015 season, his season average is 269 with 23 home runs and 70 RBIs with an OPS of about 850, which, like, he's on pace for that, which that's, like, decent numbers, but that's not $330 million numbers is what the, what the Phillies wanted. So I, they're getting 
what Bryce Harper is doing. They're just not what they thought they'd get, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, be- before I get to Harper, I also wanted to add that, um, you know, I feel like most of the Phillies offense is underperforming and, you know, they could definitely turn it around. But I mean, you look at like Mikel Franco had a great start to the year. Um, and then, you know, he's just, he fell off real quick. Uh, and then, I mean, everyone, everyone in their lineup is kind of producing, you know, average or below average numbers. Uh, Hoskins is having a nice year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Harper, um, you know, these, these guys signing these big contracts and, you know, the team signing the big free agents, you know, I think you can kind of find out this off season that, you know, signing that one guy in baseball, isn't going to you know put you right over the edge. You know, it's a, Right. It's a real it's a real team effort. But you know, the thing I will say about his signing is, um, you know, it may not be looking great right now, but, you know, just for the for the city of Philadelphia, it was a great signing. I mean, I can only imagine how much their their attendance revenue Insane. has increased. And I mean, he had the number one selling jersey. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, that's part of it's good for Philadelphia. And, you know, he's it's, you know, four, four or five months into that contract and he has a long way to go but True. definitely not a great start and like you said uh it's it's kind of been a while since we've seen that you know mvp level from him even yeah. in uh what, 20 2016 or 2017 he had some real good numbers but i think that was over two-thirds of a full season he didn't play the whole year yeah so uh anything else on the fills jack not really i don't i I hate the Phillies, so let's just move on. I hope they lose out. <laughs> That'd be ideal. Uh, I guess we'll move on uh, to the New York Mets. Um, they're at a pace right now of 71 wins, which is shockingly below. I mean, not shocking to some, but below the expectations. Um, I have them going even below that pace because I think that they're, well, I don't think that. I know that their pitching staff is underperforming as to what everyone expected. I even saw, I got an alert today that Noah Syndergaard might be on the move at the deadline. Uh, so that's something to note. So they're, their pitching staff is underperforming. And then outside of Pete Alonso and uh, Jeff McNeil, who leads the whole league in batting average, and obviously we know about Pete Alonso, I don't, I don't know if I can, I, there's not much to be excited about about this offense. In my opinion, they're definitely gonna be sellers. I feel like to the deadline in general, not even just Syndergaard, but they could probably like I don't know. Yeah, they. Ha- I think they. I think they have to be sellers at this point. Um, you know, they. If you look at their lineup, you know, they got some. You know, Conforto still, you know, real young. Uh, and then you have Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil, Conforto. Um, and, you know, and some other some other good guys in there. And then I mean, there's still some holes in that lineup, but. You know, it looks like it should. They should be better than they are. And you know, I mean, you look at the guys that they brought in this off season, and that's that. I think that's been the the real uh, downfall of their team. You look at Robinson Cano. He's just yeah. he's just having an awful season. It's too Terrible old. attitude. Um, right. And what, is then, he, what is he like? Thirty six. I think about that. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, you know, he has a 550 ERA right now. Who has a, you know, oh, uh, um, Yuri's familiar. You broke up a little bit there. Who, who has a 550 ERA? Oh, oh, Edwin Diaz. I said he was, he oh, was okay, yeah. maybe the best closer last year. And right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
the I mean he's just he's just getting you know tattooed and uh Yuri's Familia another offseason acquisition they made just just awful I think um, we should just at least mention I mean the management in the front office right now is not looking good I, I mean I just there's been head they made headlines that whoever their GM is I don't remember his name but he just threw a chair in a meeting like he like I there's just a lot of and then like the whole thing with the reporter how uh who's the manager's name I forget uh, uh, Mickey Calloway right yeah Calloway and Jason Vargas one of their starting pitchers they got in a fight with uh one of the reporters so I mean there's just a lot of stuff going on that's off the field that's not helping the, their case at all yeah I mean that's and that's uh I think that's part of the one of the things you get from playing in New York you have that media and that's you know true. that that's that's part of the reason, you know, coming into the year, I didn't, I didn't really, I did I picked the Mets to go fourth in the division. I, cause, and they, they had a nice start like they did last year, but, you know, I think being in New York, their expectations are so much higher, higher than, you know, right. what the, what the expectations should be. Um, so that definitely factors into it, I think. And, you know, I think, Besides DeGrom, if you look at their rotation, I think, you know, everyone's available at the deadline. It should be, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Vargas's numbers, and I thought he was playing a lot worse. I mean, 377's, like, it's decent. Um, yeah, I mean, no one on their other starting rotation, Zach Wheeler's ERA of 4-4 to center guard with a 4-6-8, Steven Mass the 4-8-9. So, like, their rotation was supposed to be the centerpiece of this team, and they're underperforming. A, like yeah. by a lot so yeah I, I i mean if i was the mets i would trade vargas i don't think his value will ever be this high you know he's right. not he's not going to keep up that that era he's got going now and right and then uh wheeler and mats you know they've they've been met with the mets for a while now and they've never really like solidified themselves in in the rotation which like you said is supposed to be really good so you know i think if you can get something for them at the deadline you got to right. do it I guess that's uh, we'll wrap up our Mets talk. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> did we have to talk about the Marlins? I really don't want to. I I don't want to either. There's really nothing to go excited to be excited about with the Marlins. Um, I know they have Neil Walker, which I just <laughs> a, a few weeks ago, and he's not playing that bad. I I, I don't remember his numbers exactly, but um, yeah, I don't know. There's nothing really much to say about the Marlins. They're gonna be last in this division, I guarantee it. Derek uh, Jeter. Derek Jeter is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like he's. I don't. Last year, like he he gifted the Yankees with Giancarlo Stanton. Was that last year? I don't remember. All, but, all we could say about the Marlins is they had they had their outfield was Yelich, Stanton, and Marcelo Zuna. Yep. You know, then you could just go through the names. You know, yeah. Derek Dietrich, D. Gordon. That's uh, all you need to know about the Marlins. That's yeah. all you need to know. If right? they if they had if they had everyone they've given up over the past, you know, two or three years, they'd be, they'd be contenders right now. I think. <laughs> yeah. I, they'd I also, win, they'd win yeah. this division. I agree. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll move on to the NL central. Um, we'll preface this as I'm sure people listening to this know we have three pirates fans, uh, talking to you. So just keep, take that into consideration. I was not biased in my projections at all. Uh, yeah, I, I have nothing biased to say about the Pirates. I'm going to be brutally honest. Yeah, I I mean, I don't... I'm, I'm I'll try not to, but I might. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go with uh, what I have in this division. I got the Cubs 
finishing at 97 wins. Brewers, 86 wins. Pirates, 84 wins. Reds, 81 wins. And Cardinals, 78 wins. Oh, did I go? I, I, I had the Brewers winning it. I have the okay. Cubs second, Pirates three, Cardinals four, Reds five. And I have the, you know, margin obviously widening from what it is now. A little obviously bit. that it's at four and a half, four, four and a half games between all five teams. Which is absurd how an entire division is separated by four and a half games. There's not even a first place to second place. Uh, I think I think sometime uh, at one point during last week, uh, the margin was three from first to last. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just insane. Uh, you know, all the teams kind of beat each other up a little bit. No one's – there's no clear-cut favorite right now. True. Uh, so do, do you want to go through uh, – Yeah, I guess we'll I mean, start off with the Cubs. Uh, what do you got to say about the Cubs? So Cubs are uh, – I actually I actually saw this week that the front office and the – was it uh, Theo Epstein, their president of operations, came out and mm-hmm. – uh, acknowledge that their struggles and stuff, and I just thought that was kind of funny because they're literally in first place right now, address <laughs> ad- addressing the struggles. But um, yeah, I mean the Cubs are, you know, their their offense is, you know, having a good year. You know, you got the same guys right down the lineup: Contreras, Rizzo, Baez, All Star year, Chris Bryant. Uh, and then you know the pitching. Pitching has kind of been inconsistent. Um, you know, you got you got you Darvish, John Lester. You know, you never really know what you're gonna get out of those guys. Now Cole Hamels is having a great year. Uh, yeah. And I mean the bullpen's all right. Um, but I mean this this is that helps in their bullpen. Yeah, <laughs> just got just got Kimbrel. Uh, he had a good first two weeks with the team. <laughs> yeah. They okay. have big blown save against the Pirates. Do you have Do you have his ERA? Oh, I have it. Well, uh, I do. Twelve point two seven. Yikes. <laughs> so. I don't know. I just feel like the Cubs. I mean, I don't really know. I don't have any numbers to support this, but I feel like they start. Like I've maybe I don't know. What was it? Either two years ago or a year ago, they started off the first half of the year. They weren't that great, and then they were right back in the playoffs. So, I don't know. I feel like they're a team that like really ramps it up come August and September. Yeah, I kind of agree. And to that, I'm, I have the Cubs winning this division at 97 wins, which is above their pace right now, which is 85 wins. Well above their pace. Well above their pace, right. Uh, I think this – I mean, obviously, they had three All-Stars, I believe, in Contreras, Baez, and Bryant. And I think that a big a factor in their late-season late success will be Anthony Rizzo. Uh, I checked the stats on him. I mean, he has a career 270 batting average, but in the months of August and September, he has a 310 batting average. So that's 40 points above his career average. So I think Cole, um, I don't know, I, historically, this is over the past three seasons. So if he sticks to that uh, pattern, I think that's going to help the Cubs uh, elevate their wins. I also think that, um, I think the starting rotation, it started off good, and I think it's going to pick up that slack like where they left off. I get they got Cole Hamels coming back. Let, let me interrupt. Uh, their starting their starting rotation was they were actually awful in the first like month. Really? Yeah. They like their first their like the first week of the season they gave up they gave up like fifty runs in their first like seven games. I remember we hit them well. I we did an early series with them. But 
I maybe I'm just thinking of a few guys. Like Cole Hamels had a great start. He still has a sub three ERA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, Kyle Hendricks as well. Um, you Darvish, not not really. But uh, I I just see names that I can I, like in the past that have played well. Um, plus, I mean, I know we uh, we're not big fans of Joe Madden, but I mean he's done it before, so I guess that's something. Um, that Joe, can, uh, Joe Madden's on the hot seat right now. That is, yeah. If they if they have a bad second half, he. Right. So yeah. maybe that could be a sense of mo- source of motivation for him. Um, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I just got the Cubs catching fire a little bit. Yeah. And the Cubs, the Cubs have been, you know, since their, uh, since their first playoff, since they made the playoffs the first time in uh, 2015, uh, they've been all in, you know, every year. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what that farm system is looking like now uh, in regards to making trades at the deadline because they've been they've been dealing away a lot of prospects, you know, to make their runs in the past few years. But, you know, I still look for them to, you know, make some moves at the trade deadline for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, we'll, uh, we'll move on to the Brewers. Um, I have the Brewers play, playing well as well in the second half. I have you them have them winning. winning. So. Uh, the Brewers, I have... Uh, not ex- not like having a fire end of the season. I have 86 wins, which is slightly above their pace. Um, outside, I mean, so their their main contributors, obviously Christian Yelich, he's insane. Um, historic numbers over the past since last year All Star break. Um, Nick or Yasmani Grandal made the All Star game for them. They have a Good amount of all-stars. Uh, Mike Moustakas, uh, relief pitcher Josh Hader, uh, Brandon Woodruff, and yes, yeah, those five. So that is the most, I believe, in the NL, five all-stars. Um, but despite that, I have them still 86 wins, finishing second in the division. I don't know how, honestly have much explanation for it. I'm really just rooting against the Brewers. I hate the Brewers, as we all do. Um, do you, what do you think about the Brewers, then? All right, so I agree with you, and I will give you the explanation. Um, you know, I think their offense, uh, you know, is pretty inconsistent. You know, they you have you have Yelich. Yelich is really, you know, they they really thrive when Yelich thrives. Um, but you know, it's really been Yelich, Grandal, Mustakis, and then uh, Eric Thames is having a good year. And then aside from that, uh, you know, not a lot of guys. You know, having great years. Uh, you know, Jesus Aguilar, all-star last year, having a terrible year. Uh, Lorenzo Cain's usually hitting 300 around this time. You know, he's having a terrible year. And Ryan Braun, is, he's, like, kind of phased out, I feel like. He doesn't play every night. Yeah. Like they're starting Ben Gamble over him. In left yeah, and they, and they have, I mean, most of their most of their home runs are coming from those, those guys I just mentioned, you know. Thames, Thames has 13, Yelich has 31, Moustakis 25, and Grandall 19. And then, you know, aside from that, they're not getting a ton of power. Um, and that then is, they're, that they're pitched. Run, yeah. 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 Top heavy, though. Like, it's not. Yeah. So, like, that and part then, And then, like, if they, if the Brewers are in the playoffs and Yelich isn't tearing them up, like, or tearing it up, then they, they have no chance, I think. And, and I said their hitting is inconsistent, and you know their pitching I think is the same way. You know they've never really had like a a solid rotation that they they roll out every five 
five days. You know, they have, you know, a lot of people coming in and out of that rotation. Uh, they're about to get Gio Gonzalez back from the injured list, so that'll help. But then, you know, Brandon Woodruff, good year. Zach Davies, good year. But some of the other guys in that rotation, I just – they can't really go deep enough into games to win for them. And their, True. their bullpen is – you know, they have Hater, which is really – you know, their bullpen, he can go, you know, two innings, three innings sometimes. Doesn't but, I, uh, I, does he have, I just don't think that it doesn't he close out games for them? Later? Yeah. Yeah, he is their closer, but sometimes they'll, they'll bring him in in like the seventh inning sometimes if they're in trouble. Right, because and, they just don't have much run like support in the in that middle. They're like they don't have many setup guys. I feel like. Yeah, they, like they don't have they don't have a setup guy. Right. And and last year in the playoffs, the year their pitching just you know they couldn't they couldn't pitch that good that long. You know, it just ran right. out. And um, I guess there's we'll move on to um, our hometown favorite, the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. Um. I have them at 84 wins, which is a little hopeful. I still, I beginning of this year, I still, I'm gonna stick to my prediction. I still think we're gonna have the same record, similar records last year, which we were 81 and 79, I believe. So, uh, I, what do you, you want to go? Pretty sure we were 83 and something. I think we had 83 wins. We didn't have, we didn't play 162. It was 83 and 78. Yeah. That yeah. So that's, I, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's you shouldn't be excited about that, but like. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about the Pirates, <laughs> Tim? Well, what what do you if if I told you at the beginning of the year that the Pirates were, you know, two and a half games back. I'd be ecstatic. Of the of the division, yeah. And you know they've they've had their ups and downs for sure. You know they'll go on eight game winning streaks, eight game losing streaks. Yeah. <laughs> and um, you know they're they're sitting at a game under right now. But, you know, in this division, they're, they're right in the driver's seat if they can make a run. And uh, their offense, I, I can't really say enough about their offense. It's just been incredible. Um, you know, it started the month of April was real tough. And then we, uh, once we brought Brian Reynolds up, it seems like it kind of took off from there. Kevin right, Newman, also, Kevin Newman's yeah. having a great year. Um, you know, if you go through that, if you go through that lineup, there's not a there's not many other lineups that are you know looking that good right now uh, yeah, we, everyone's everyone's we, hitting we lead the league in um so the national league excuse me in in batting average like team batting average and i if you put out our best starting nine i at the moment i don't think any of them hit below 270 or maybe yeah. in the 60s ds frazier moran newman reynolds Marte, yeah. Dickerson, well, I mean, the, the the lowest i see right now is actually Marte at 279 yeah like so. that, that's that's or, uh, Diaz never, Diaz at 274 I'm sorry okay I, I would have never expected that I mean we, we thought and I'm sure what a lot of people thought was our pitching staff was going to be solid for the entire year but I mean our pitching staff has experienced injuries which our whole team in general we at, at one point we led the league in uh uh injuries um so that has been an inhibitor but I mean I I'm Praying we get back Tyone soon, and I'm hoping that's going to help us, uh, care, like, bring in wins for us in, in the end of the year if our hitting starts to dip. Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at the Pirates right now, and if you're looking uh, for the for a trade deadline acquisition, um, 
know, you don't really need, they don't really need a bat right now. You know, the offense is clicking, no. and you know, it's a crowded outfield. They have they have. I mean, if you remember the outfield at the beginning of the year, you know, you're starting like JB Shock, Pablo uh, Re- Pablo Reyes, and I don't <laughs> even know who else on opening Jason day. Jason Martin. Jason Martin. I don't think I don't yeah I don't think he was opening day, but he was just one of them in the shuffle. Yeah. At, at when, the beginning of the year, but we is, were we were making fun of the outfield so much, and like, you know, there's there's guys hitting 300 that can't even get in the lineup now. Right. Melky, Yeah. Yeah, Melky Melky's having a great year, and you know he's he's a bench player. And you know our bench is uh, our bench is fantastic. Uh, the Pirates lead the league in uh, pinch hitting. Oh wow, I didn't know um, that. Yeah. Hmm. But um, like I said to you, uh, I think last week, Jack, when we get Tyon back, that's going to be like a trade deadline acquisition. Getting someone at the trade deadline, if he can come back and contribute, uh, you know, to to what he did last year. Yeah. So um, his health is going to depend on what we do at the deadline. I, uh, the, you know, the pitching is obviously shaky and, you know, there's, there's nothing you could really do with the injuries, but, um, you know, Musgrove's really starting to pitch well. Um, yeah. you know, Archer is what he is. If you could, if you can get him out there and get him through six innings, make three runs or less, then, you know, that's a good day. Uh, Brault, has been a real nice surprise. He just hit the injured list. Uh, I think he's only expected to miss one or two starts, but, um, yeah, he's been he has an ERA of I think just over two as a starter. So Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. And then uh Jordan Lyles, um real nice start. And then he hasn't been the same since uh since he got in got back since, from injury. Yeah. So, you know, hope hopefully we can get him back to, you know, form he was at the beginning of the year. And then right. Trevor Williams is gonna bounce back. He he also is just returning from an injury and, you know, hasn't looked like himself, but you know, I expect him to come back, and then uh, that that guy we uh, called up for. I think he's made three starts at uh, Dario Agrasol. Yeah, know, he's been. He looks solid. He's think. been. Uh, he, yeah, he just had three starts. He's looked uh, pretty impressive. Yeah. So far, and then uh, you know the Pirates also have Mitch Keller in their back pocket if they want to call him up. That's true. Outside his first start. Um, he let up six earned in the first inning. I mean, he ha- he hasn't pitched that bad. I know he's in Indianapolis. He's pitching pretty well too. Um, yeah, I, so I, guess, I think all I think all three of his starts were on the road too. I mean, you can't you can't really make much out of right you know, the fr- first few starts of someone's career. I think we should move on to uh, the Reds. We shouldn't dwell too much on the Pirates. <laughs> um, uh, the Reds, interesting situation, I suppose. Um, their pitching staff is stellar. They have two starters in the All-Star game, Luis Castillo and Sonny Gray. And the other starter, Tanner Roark, who is an ERA of 3-5-1. Tyler Malley, I can't say his name. Yeah, Malley. And then Anthony Descalfani, uh, 4-2-6. Their starting rotation is solid and one of the best, in my opinion, in the NL. Um, I guess their inhibitor to more success would be their offense. So, what can we say about their offense? They wore sleeveless jerseys last. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, so their offense, I think, uh, kind of starts with the the veteran on their team, Joey Votto. He had probably the worst start of his career. You know, he's bounced yeah. back now. Uh, you know, looking like some decent numbers now. But you know, I can't really explain why they've. I mean, they were they were 
their team was really bad last year, but they could hit. And uh, they had uh, Suarez got off to a great start, and he just fell off a cliff. He's He's been awful the past month. Yeah. Um, you know, Puig is what he is. You know, you're only going to get so much from offensively out of Puig. Right. Um, a little overhyped. But, I mean, their offense, I, I look for their offense – to improve and then i'm i'm really surprised at their pitching uh especially in that ballpark it's such a small ballpark true um yeah. but you know that luis castillo is you know, he's a pretty good story um came up last year and he he throws you know he i think he he hits 100 but last year he came up no control and this year he's looking like a cy young candidate yeah and then uh sunny gray has also been a good story you know the yankees had him and he forgot how to pitch, but then comes to the Reds and looking good. But, you know, I don't – I expect their offense to improve, and I do not expect their pitchers to keep this up. That's a fair analysis, in my opinion. Um, what, what I know we were texting back and forth about the Cardinals, and uh, we mentioned that like we wouldn't be surprised if they finished last in the division, surprisingly to some um i their pitching staff their starting rotation at least has not looked good at all um and then we weren't really impressed with any of their hitters and like who do we say paul DeJong got named the all-star game he's having a solid year but outside of him what's the deal with Ar- ozuna um he's been injured that's what i thought yeah yeah hasn't i know he hasn't been in the lineup past i don't know how many games they look past but um there's really not not much going on with their with their hitting yeah so the cardinals the cardinals start a three-game series with the diamondbacks this weekend and then after that they have three with the pirates four with the reds and then another four with the pirates so that's 11 games against the reds and the pirates and um would not be surprised if they dropped to last place um within the next uh, two weeks um you know it's another another underperforming offense um you know like we said paul de young had a great start and then you know he's real bad real bad june and you know their their offense is just uh looking mediocre and um the cardinals i i thought the cardinals would make a run for the division this year but you know they they really look nothing more than a 500 team to me this year and uh I agree. Yeah, I mean, he's dominated for so long. I feel like. Yeah, I just, I just, I don't think they have it this year. Yeah. Like Matt Carpenter having a terrible year. He must be old right now. Is he? Yeah, I mean. I mean, he. Yeah. I mean, I, I think so. And then you know, Molina, Molina's not having a good year. And then Goldschmidt. Um. So I mean, there's, there's, like we said, there's no one in their offense that sticks out. They signed Goldschmidt. They you know, no one. I don't remember. And they they just lost uh, Jordan Hicks, their closer too. That's right. He's gonna have Tommy John surgery. Yeah. So I don't. I wouldn't be very surprised if the Cardinals win this division, even though they're sitting at third. But I don't see this team lasting till October. Uh, so we just had some technical difficulties, but now we're back. Uh, might be a little. Uh, cut off there, but we'll just jump right into the NL West. Um, 
I mean, this is just kind of a, a one-way race here. We got the Dodgers in first. My prediction, Dodgers in first. I have the Rockies finished in second. Padres third. Diamondbacks fourth. Giants fifth. Yeah, um, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, it's the first place is decided. There may be a wild card spot up for grabs in that. I agree with the Rockies in second. Um, you know, every – those uh, second, third, and fourth, uh, the – Diamondbacks, Padres, and Colorado, they're all really tight right now in the wild card race. I don't expect the Padres and Diamondbacks to keep that up. So Yeah, the one thing I think differentiates the Rockies is just their hitting is kind of unreal. They have Arenado, uh, Charlie Blackman, who's had an insane June. I think since June 1st, he's batted like 383 or something crazy like that. His He, he actually he had a terrible like first two weeks. And then on like April, since April fifteenth, he's been on a tear. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I mean their their pitching staff is a little suspect, um, but they could um, be in the mix to to buy to get a, something to add to this starting rotation at the deadline. And then other hitters they got they got Trevor Story and David Dahl, who are both having solid seasons themselves. So yeah, I mean I, I still don't think it's enough to be in the playoffs though. Yeah. I, I, they uh, they they heated up at the end last year and grabbed the wild card spot. Um, you know they never really have trouble finding guys that can hit. Especially, I mean it's the course field effect. It's just right the balls fly there. But That's you know, like like you said, their pitching hasn't been up to par. They had uh, Kyle Freeland, Cy Young finalist last year. He was demoted to Triple A. So I mean that's all you really need to know about them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. I, there's really not much to add for the rest of these teams. The one thing I'm gonna add one thing about the Giants actually, um, I have them finishing off worse than what they're on pace for because I think they're going. It's rumors that they're gonna be selling at the deadline, which they really should. And Madison Bumgarner and uh, relief pitcher uh, Will Smith could be on the move. So those are two pieces to a pitching staff as a whole that could help a contributor or can contribute to a contender. Um, that's all I got to say about the Giants. Yeah, they they should trade anything they have, honestly. <laughs> like yeah. they're they're a mess. Their payroll is still, I think, top five. Oh wow. They're just they're <laughs> yeah. just a mess. Yikes. Um, yeah, I guess we'll we'll uh, move on for time's sake. We kind of uh, lost track of time for those first two divisions, which there was a lot of talk about with the NL East and NL Central. But we'll move right along to the AL East. Um. I have Yankees for finishing the Yankees first, Rays second, Red Sox third, Blue Jays fourth, and Orioles fifth. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. Uh, I think the Rays and Boston take both wild card spots in the AL. Uh, I think the Yankees have like a six and a half game lead right now. I don't think I don't think anyone's catching them, and you know they still have you know guys on the injured list, Luis Severino. You know when they get He's their ace, you know. When they get him back, it's gonna help them out big time. But yeah, the Yankee, the Yankees really had a great off season because they didn't, they didn't go after the big name, you know, Machado, Harper. You know, they just signed depth. You know, they got DJ LeMahieu, uh, Giovanni Urshela. You know, they just got Encarnacion. Right. Yeah. That was, you know, they they signed depth in the off season and it's really paying off for them now. Yeah, it especially came in handy. They lost Giancarlo early again, and again he got re-injured and Judge early too. And these guys really stepped up and 
contribute a lot, which yeah. kept in first place. I think uh, I think Cashman is a genius, <laughs> but I mean they have like Clint Frazier is young guy for them. You know he he's having a he had a great year and he's in Triple A because there's no right, spot yeah. for him. Don't have any more Oscar spots. That's crazy. Sure. Um, yeah. So I guess I got the Rays in second. Um, I mean they're the Tyler Glasnow, former Buck. Uh, should be back soon, and he was having a stellar first month, I believe. He only got in. I think he had about eight starts, ERA one eight six. So he's been pitching real well. Charlie Morton's a Cy Young candidate. Um, former Pirate. Also former Pirate, and then also former Pirate again. Also, Meadows is having a great year, named to the All Star Game. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So uh, thanks for Chris Archer, Tampa Bay. Um, that was a terrible trade, but uh, I don't know. What do you guys say about the race? Yeah, uh, real high on the Rays. No one does more with less than the Rays, especially last year. Like, most people couldn't name, like, three guys on their team, and they won 90 games last year. Right. Uh, they have uh, Brandon Lowe, second baseman. He was an all-star. Um, you know, he's a, he's a rookie of the year candidate, doing real right. well for them. Meadows, like you said. And, you know, a good solid lineup. And then, you know, their rotations, you know – like I said, most people may not know the names: Yanni Chirinos, uh, Rin Stanek. Uh, but you know they're they're pitching well, and you know Blake Snell has the worst numbers in that rotation right, right now. So you have to think that, you know, last year. That's crazy. Yeah, you have to think he's gonna pick it up, and yeah, uh, I I think they get the top wild card spot, like you said, and then uh, I guess we could just segue right into Boston with that. I have them yeah. in this. I have them in the the second wild card spot in the AL. Um, we all have them. Yeah, we all we all got raised Red Sox. Yeah. Nice job, boys. But uh, it seems like the Yankees and Red Sox are kind of always in like an arms race, and you know, just for the top of that uh, AL East rather. But you know, they're they're still having a they're still having a good year. Um, you know, maybe not by Red Sox Yankee standards, but you know, they're having a good year. Um, you know, their pitching's been a little iffy, but, you know, I think it should come around. Um, definitely not. I don't think they're a contender this year like they were last year. Yeah, but, uh, that's fair. You know, they, they should make the playoffs, I think. I mean, it's a, they're not in it right now, so it's interesting how we all had them in. Yeah, I just think that they're – well, first, obviously they won last year, and they all got kind of that experience. They've all been there before. Um, they know how to perform at a high level. Um, I mean, their offense is – they have names that like from top to bottom that I that I can trust. It's just their their pitching staff is kind of suspect this year. Um, yeah, Chris Sale got off to a horrible start, but he's been pitching stellar recently. Right. And David Price, I mean he ERA three two four, WHIP of one one four, ten point three Ks per nine, and a FIP, which is fielding independent pitching, and Good a straight three, which which is great. So Good stat. So the, yeah, that so that. For anyone who doesn't know the the FIP, what did you what did you say the FIP was? Two point eight. Two point eight four. Two point eight four, and his ERA is uh, three point two four. So the FIP um, is an indicator of what ERA should be. So that actually indicates right. that you know he's gotten you know unlucky with a three point two four ERA. So I mean he's having a great year. Yeah, um, but I mean they got uh, Rick Porcellos is not having it this year. Are they? Like, I don't know if he starts regularly, but Hector Velasquez, not ERA 5.65, and Eduardo Rodriguez, ERA 4.65. So, I mean, their their rotation is not great, but I feel like Chris Sale can just turn it on, like, 
I don't, he had like 19 Ks one game, I, feel, I think. I, I mean, I don't know. There's some holes in their pitching staff, but I think their offense is enough that will carry them into the postseason. That's my yeah. Opinion. I I just I think uh, you know offense is good, pitching staff is solid enough. Uh, and I, I kind of look at that bullpen. Obviously lost Kimbrel. Um, yeah. You know, not really not really familiar names there. Um, and you know not not great, but you know if that start if they pick up. You know, a bullpen arm or two. You know, and that 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 pitching can get them deep into games. Right. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll. Well, I, we shouldn't spend too much time on the or any time really in the Blue Jays Orioles. Uh, no time. No, no time. time. No Shout time. out Vlad Jr. in the home run derby. Uh, that, that's that. Both teams stink. 91 home runs and he lost. Yeah, that's absurd. And then uh, I so I guess we'll go. AL Central. Uh, I got the Twins leading, winning the division. They. Division saying the same, really, from one to five. As is yeah, um, I have Cleveland winning the division there. Uh, they, yeah, they've they've been playing they've been playing well as of late. Um, you know, solid lineup. Carlos Santana was an All Star, and you know he was in the home run derby. Francisco Lindor, All Star, uh, and then you have Jose Ramirez, who uh, I think he was an All Star last year, but you know he's hitting two eighteen right now, OPS under seven hundred, and. That's going to turn around. He's an all-star caliber, caliber player, and um, you know they got some injuries right now. And I think I think their pitching is too much to give them out of it. I think I think they're going to compete with the Twins and take that division because you got uh, Carlos Carrasco um, on the DL. He has uh, leukemia, but they said he's going to come back at the end of July. Wow. And then uh, Corey Kluber, they're going to get him back sometime soon. And you know that's you know that's a good as good a rotation as you fine around the MLB and then bullpen's also solid so um yeah so I, I started with Cleveland do you want to talk about the twins then uh the twins honestly I I don't they they have an all-star starter in, this year in Jorge Polanco um I just feel like this team is just solid all around and there's not really like I mean Jorge Polanco stands out the average I don't I don't not much, many other names stand out like Eddie Rosario is having a good year. Well, I mean, if you look at those, if you look at the home runs in that lineup, there's one one through nine. There's only one guy with you know single digit home runs. So yeah, that that's how they win their game. They're I mean they're hitting home runs at a historic rate right now. Um, the, the offense, I, I don't I don't. I don't think their offense is going to you know, keep that up the whole year. Uh, it's tough to do, especially, you know, a lot of strikeouts in that lineup too. So, right. Um, and then the, the pitching, you know, the pitching has been real solid. Um, and I don't, I mean, you got Jose Barrios and, uh, who else? Jake Odorizzi. Yeah. Jake, Jake Odorizzi. Those are their, those are their top two starters. And then anyone aside from them, I don't really trust, uh, and then the, the bullpen, the bullpen has been, you know, they, they've been pitching well, but again, they don't, they don't really have a, a clear cut, you know, dominant closer. Um, right. They don't, they don't have holes in their team, but I, I just think that they're not going to keep it up. You know, I, I, I don't think they can. I mean, even though I have them first, I, I wouldn't be too, too surprised if they don't win the division. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what else there's left to say about the Twins here, but uh, rest of the division, 
Royals and White Sox, absolutely not. Royals and Royals and Tigers stink. Um, the bad. only so I wanna, bad. only thing I want to say about the White Sox is one, Lucas Giolito is probably looking around and asking the front office, like, can you guys help me out here because. He's having a great season, but the rest of their starting rotation stinks. Yeah. And Lucas, yeah, let me interrupt you real quick. Yeah. Lucas Giolito actually had the highest ERA of qualifying starters last year, and yeah. he was an he was an All Star this year. Yeah. That yeah, that's that's crazy. I mean, they they really don't have any other starting pitchers that I would be happy with if they were my team. But I mean, I feel like their offense. They have some contributors. I mean, they have James McCann named the All-Star game, Jose Abreu, and then Tim Anderson's also a solid shortstop uh, and at the plate, too. So they have a few pieces, but just not enough, not nearly. Yeah, and, then, and also, uh, they also they have a, a rookie. Eloy Jimenez. Yeah, Eloy Jimenez. They got him from the Cubs. Yeah. And uh, Johan Moncada. Right. Um, yeah, they got some good young pieces. So, you know, maybe in a few years, but not now. That's true. So, uh, A.O. West. We're going to move on to, uh, led by the Houston Astros. I think it's safe to just chalk them as a division winner. And then second, I have the uh, where's my prediction? I have the Rangers, I have the Rangers at second, Oakland A's at third, uh, Angels at fourth, Mariners at fifth. Uh, I guess I mean I'm sure we all have the Astros. I, we shouldn't spend too much time on the Astros. I mean we all know they're good. They're good at baseball. They have. <laughs> Six all-stars. Um, They're the know. most complete team in baseball. Easily. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'll, I'll say a few things about the Astros. Go for I mean, it, yeah. you, you basically covered it by saying they're the most complete team, but uh, they're at 57-33 and 33 right now, seven and a half games up in the division, and they just got back George Springer, and they're about to get Carlos Correa back from injury. Uh, yeah. And they just brought up Jordan Alvarez. Uh <laughs> from AAA, looking like a stud. And, uh, you know, there's there's really not much else to say. You know, it's a solid lineup. It's, more, it's, oh, it's yeah. as good as it gets. I'll give you I'll give us one more thing about the Astros. I mean, they, they have – they had six All-Stars and another a bunch of other big names, and one including Jose Altuve, 2017 ML, AL MVP, who was hurt. I, I think he's back by now, but, I mean yeah. – He's going to – he had a little bit of a down year, but, like, I trust him to pick it up at least a, a little bit. And I, that's just, like – like, all these guys, and they have, like, a former MVP two years ago, which is – that's just insane. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, uh, I mean, I think the two other teams in can, that, you know, have no chance, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk about them a little bit, Oakland A's and Texas Rangers. I have the Oakland A's in uh, second place here. Uh Okay. Uh, kind of, kind of a similar season to what they had last year. You know, a lot of, a lot of names that people don't really know. You know, some guys that are underrated, Matt Chapman, Marcus Simeon, uh, guys like that. Um, you know, the pitching, pitching's all right. Um, but you know, I think they haven't. I think they have enough to finish second. But you know, second place might still be you know 10, 12 games back of the Astros. I uh, I think the only reason, not the only reason, but one reason I had them, that Rangers finishing above the A's, is that they lost ace, lost their ace in Frankie Montas for the remainder of this year uh, due to uh, suspension or some yeah. kind of and substance. So I, that could take a toll on them, at least a little bit. I mean, it's only one starter out of five, but still, he was... He was having a great year. Great ERA of 2-7, whip of one one two two. 
I mean, that's and then a fifth of below three. So I mean, that's a that's they'll be missing that. So. Um, yeah, you got any anything on the Rangers? Snack? Yeah, Rangers. Uh, Mike Miners. Mike Miners, one of their starting pitchers. Great year, named an All Star. Hunter Pence is a great story. I mean, he we all know the name Hunter Pence. Uh, a lot. He's 36 years old. A lot of people thought he was done. Uh, he spent this winter in I want to say the Dominican or some country playing ball there. What? And um, yeah, and then he yeah, got he was... signed to a really cheap contract by the Rangers and got named the All Star, an All Star DH. Uh, so I mean, then he was injured, didn't play the game, but still, great story, and uh, he's having a great season. And obviously, the big name they got is Joey Gallo. Uh, great on the field and at the bat, he finally got his average up. Um, yeah. So. I mean, they're a solid team. They could go on. They could end the year well. But yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna take it on a different route on the Rangers now. Um, I don't. I don't think they'll be anywhere close to, you know, first place. I think the Angels um, may actually pass them. Um, I think. I think the Rangers are gonna be big sellers at the deadline. Because um, you know they have a. If you if you look at their team, you know a lot of the guys on there. If if they weren't gonna win this year, then they can't bring those same guys back. Some of them are too old, you know. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you just said Pence was what 30, 35, 36. Yeah. Um, as Dribble Cabrera, thirty three. Elvis Andrews was you know a star shortstop for them for a while. Yeah. And, I mean, still is, but you know he's he's thirty now. Um, so you know I look for them if they can get a good package from Mike Miner definitely do that and then you know i could see them trading you know guys away you know hunter pence since Chu, you know build around joey gallo that's true and yeah. uh with neto door um but you know they have a they have a lot of guys they could ship out um obviously not going to win this year so and not really in a great position to win next year so i think they're i think they're going to be big sellers that's true it would be smart for them to sell um i guess if they the only I could see them not selling if they really turn it on right before the deadline, which is soon. So if they have, if they come out of this break, like playing phenomenal, they won't sell. But other than that, you're right. They are pretty old, so they could be sellers. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, that division's that's, – yeah. that's just tough with Houston. Uh, the, the Houston Houston and Oakland do have uh, 11 games remaining now. So, you know, that, that will really decide Oakland's fate if they that's have a chance or not. Yes. Yeah, so um, not to say about the Mariners, they don't deserve any type of conversation. Um, yeah, let me say something about the Mariners. The Mariners uh, have no money on the books through, uh, I think, not next year, but the 2021. So 2021, they have nobody signed through them, so they're in a full rebuild. So Jesus Christ, man, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> that's awful. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not. That's not great if I were a Mariners fan. It's a, I mean, it's gonna be, it's just gonna be a complete rebuild. So, you know, we'll yeah. see. Um, I guess we'll move on to our awards. Um, we'll start with NL MVP. I have Yelich, Mitchell. Yelich. I have Bellinger. I, I really think it's, I, I think it's decided already. I do. You think, you think Yelich doesn't stand a chance? Um, I mean, the big stat I look at is wins above replacement, and That's you know. True. Bellinger is having, you know, Yelich is having a historic season, but, you know, Bellinger is above and beyond that. So it's just, it's unbelievable what Bellinger has done, you know, offense, defense. I mean, the, my argument against Bellinger, 
Uh, his average is declining. April average batting average of 431. May 319. June 272. And then the few games he played in July is 217. So, I mean, if this trend continues, I mean, he's not going to dip below 217, I imagine. But, I mean, if that trend continues, his average is going to dip. And I don't know. I just see Yelich. Like, over, la, the entire year last year and this year, he's been consistent. So, I trust, I personally trust him more than Bellinger to keep this up. Um, but, I mean, it could go to Bellinger. It's it's close. It's close between the two. Quick word on this. Josh Bell <laughs> in uh, on the Parks Casino app, which is the local, like, casino around here, he was he had the ninth best odds in the NL That's to win stupid. MVP. And he was 25 to 1. I don't know why that he was so low. Not There's no way there's eight guys that are more deserving like he's not gonna come in ninth in this voting he's gonna come in third <laughs> he should unless he like i right. think i think i think bell should be top five but i don't think he has a chance i hate to say it but i if he the only reason the only way he'd have a chance is that if he gets if he gets his average up to what it was or maybe like 15 points higher or like close to 320 and he keeps this pace up his rbi and home run pace it just depends what the other yellows and bellinger do if they keep theirs up but if he keeps that pace up and gets the average up he he could be in, he's gonna be in the mix yeah i mean i think he's definitely in the mix i mean you look at i mean bell bell's worth worst months was june and uh yeah i have it here he still had a i mean his on base percentage was still up there uh, i can't find it now never mind oh, yeah there's no, there's no way he should be ninth is what i'm saying that's right, just yeah. way too low that's that's dumb <laughs> Yeah, he's higher than ninth for sure. I think he 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 should be top five. Um, I think we'll go on to AL MVP. I have Mike Trout. Trout. If you don't have Mike Trout, then there's something wrong with you. Clear <laughs> cut, best player in baseball. I I think Mike Trout will go down as the greatest player of all time. I really do. I mean, I I've heard some conversations him being second to Babe Ruth. Um. I mean, it's 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 really tough to compare across eras in baseball. I, more than any other sport, it's hard to k- compare players across eras. Um, yeah, I mean, Mike Trout is phenomenal. Got on a really hot tear before the break, and I, there's no reason to say he won't keep up similar production after the break. So. Yeah. So so Mike Mike Trout has played. I think this is his eighth full year. Yes. Eight yeah. Years. So eighth, eighth full year, <laughs> eight All Star games. But uh, anyways, he has he has a wins above replacement of seventy through his career. <laughs> so I mean, I when I look at Mike Trout, I think he's playing at least eight more prime years. So I mean, he's gonna double that. So if that's one forty, and then the all time record for wins above replacement is like one sixty two, one sixty three or something. So I mean, he's right. He's right there. And in in this era, it's just insane. You know. Guys throwing ninety, every guy throwing ninety five, pretty much. Yeah, that's uh, Mike Trout's impressive player, as we all know. Uh, I guess we'll just move on to NL Cy Young. I got Max Scherzer, Mitchell. Who do you have? And the, the Dodgers guy. I can't say his name. <laughs> Hunjin Ryu. I mean, you can't really say just the Dodgers guy. They got three MV- Cy Young caliber players. Um, but Ryu. Ryu. Ten. Who do you have? Um, I have Scherzer as well. Okay. Um, I, I think Ryu is a very close second because, you know, if you look at his numbers, he's been doing that yes. through the pa- over the past two years. You know, he was You're getting right. the playoffs yeah. last year. Right. Uh, and then uh, – but I think 
I think the Nats are going to make a run, and I think that starts with Scherzer, so I think he's going to win it. Uh, yeah, he leads uh, the entire MLB in strike, or at least the NL in strikeouts at 181, which the second uh, is Strasburg and DeGrom tied at 138. Yeah, like... That's absurd. Like, <laughs> like Strasburg has o- over almost... I don't know, it's it's pretty close to, like, twice the amount of strikeouts as... What was his name? Ryu. London Ryu. Yeah. Ryu. So that's just like crazy. He's almost double that. Yeah. But like I don't know. He's yeah. Still, Ryu, you know, Ryu's just more of a. He's like he pitches the contact and he's more of a location guy. He doesn't. I don't think he throws like upper nineties. No. Yeah. He does not. Um. I mean, he's having impressive numbers, but I just think Scherzer can just be so dominant. I I don't know. I just gave it to him. Scherzer's like the LeBron of winning the Cy Youngs in the NL. Yeah, like, Just, just give it to someone else. <laughs> a little bit. Um, I AL Cy Young, I went an uh, interesting route. I picked Garrett Cole. Um, I picked Garrett Cole because I, I did the stat – he, he leads in strikeouts per innings pitched at 1.47, which is even better than Max Scherzer, who has a strikeouts per inning of 1.4, which is even more impressive for Garrett Cole because he's doing it in the AL. Um, he's FIP of three, exactly, if they're in the AL. And then he's fifth in ERA, uh, fourth in whip. I just feel like his strikeouts per innings pitch in FIP is just so impressive that his ERA and whip's going to catch up to it and he's going to vote for even better numbers in the second half. I don't know. That's what my bold take for Garrett Cole. I have, yeah, uh, sorry, you can, you can go, Tim. You can go first. I was just going to add a pointless thing about Cole. Uh, he said today that he's happy in Houston, but he's excited to test the free agent market. Oh, someone coming back so, to Pittsburgh? The reunion. I think... <laughs> I think I think uh, Cole's departure from Pittsburgh. I think you know more of that was on Garrett Cole than people realize, but you know that doesn't really matter. But I'm just saying, oh, he's, he's coming back. It's fine. <laughs> it's already yesterday said he's coming back. I have Justin Verlander because he's top three in pretty much every single pitching category. Yeah. What do you? I, I also have Justin Verlander. Um, you know, it's kind of a kind of a weird year for him in a way. Uh, obviously, he just complained about. Uh, the baseballs, um, yeah. but he leads all major leagues in WHIP. Uh, it's up 0.813, which is just absurd. Uh, he also leads all of major leagues in home runs allowed with 26, which is, you know, that's part of the reason why he was, uh, you know, complaining about the baseballs. Is you know he's having a he's having a heck of a year, and you know he's giving up 26 home runs. He had a game this year. He struck out 15 and gave up three homers. So. Wow, that's yeah. wild. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I got I got Verlander as well. Okay, so um, and here, here, um, I I think we better all have Alonzo. <laughs> yeah, and our good year. I mean, there's really not much you can say, like to argue against some for someone else. Uh, Alonzo is second in the NL in home runs, not just rookie. Second in the NL in home runs, thirty third in the NL, sixty-eight RBI, that in two eighty. There's I mean, it's that's just great, uh, great numbers as any player, little in a rookie. He's gonna break Judge's rookie record. He should, could. Was it 52? Right. Um, I think, um, think 56. I don't know. It could I, be. 
I don't I don't know if he got 50 his rookie year. Or I don't know. He may have. I'll, I, I'll look it up. You say you talk about him. Yeah. But well, no, no, he can because he had. He may have because he had. I think he had 30 before the All Star break his rookie year. So he may have had. Anyways, uh, yeah, I got I got Pete Alonso as well. Um, right. You know, uh, he's a lock there, and you know that says a lot because there's there's a lot of good rookies this year. You know, you also got uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. having a great year. Uh, I mean, there's two pirate two pirate rookies that are having great years, and in other years we may look at them as rookie of the year candidates. Right. Exactly. I agree. Um, Judge at 52. Okay. 52. Yeah. Uh, so we'll Pete Alonso is everyone's favorite for NL Rookie of the Year. We'll go on to AL Rookie of the Year. Uh, I went, I may be bold, but I went Orioles pitcher John Means. All star. All star. Yeah, name the All Star game. Uh, he so he doesn't qualify an ERA leader on the leaderboard because you need at least one inning pitch per team game. He's at 82 innings pitch, and uh, they have. Orioles have a total of 89 games. So, I mean, with his next – he should he'll, – he'll catch up to that. Um, but ERA of 2-5, whip of 1077. That's great for a rookie. So, he's my rookie of the year. I Brandon Lowe because he's all around the solid numbers. Um, he was an all-star this year. And, um, yeah, he's on a contending team and he's contributing. So I agree with you, Mitchell. I got Brandon Lowe as well. Um, he he signed uh, an extension in the offseason. He only had, like, I think, like, 40 at-bats with the Rays before he signed that multi-year extension. But, yeah, like you said, he's all-around good, good fielder, good hitter. Um, I also feel like Vlad Jr. might uh, might have a say in that. You know, not, not, that, not that he deserves it, but I feel like he's going to be in the mix. Right, because he's – I mean, pedig- he's – Pedigree. Right, he's just the name of Vlad Jr., so that could hold that could hold some carry some weight to it. Uh, so those are our awards predictions. Uh, I guess we'll we'll go through the postseason pretty quickly. Um, my, do everyone say one through five like real quick before? Uh, my one seed Braves, two seed Dodgers, three seed Cubs, four seed Phillies, five seed Nationals. I had. Um, one seed Dodgers, two seed Braves, three Brewers, four Cubs, five Nationals. Okay, I got Dodgers, Nationals, Cubs, Atlanta, Milwaukee. Okay. Um, so I get. I don't know. How should we do this? I'll just run through. I'll just run through real quick my entire postseason. <laughs> that sounds long. It won't be. You didn't say the AL yet. Oh, I think we'll just be do NL then AL. Okay. Um, so I got the Nationals over the Phillies in the playing game. Um, the Braves beating the Nationals uh, next round, and then Dodge, Dodgers losing to the Cubs. Upset. Oh, you hear it here first. Wow. Um, yeah, Dodgers losing to the Cubs, and then uh, NL pennant. I got the Braves taking the Cubs in seven. So Braves are my NL team. So uh, temp you go. All right, I got uh, Milwaukee beating Atlanta in the wild card, and then I have. Um, oh wait, hold on. You go ahead, Mitchell. I got I have a difficulty myself here. I gotta fix this. <laughs> All right, uh, I've got the Cubs over the Nationals in the play-in game. 
Um, I all I have the Cubs being the Dodgers as well. I didn't. I, I looked at Jacks, but I didn't copy up this. I swear. <laughs> uh, the Cubs being the Dodgers. I had the Brewers being the Braves. So I've got an NL Central uh, heavyweight and NL Central NLCS. Wow, that's bold. Yeah, that probably <laughs> won't happen. But and then I have the Cubs making it. So because I don't know, I just think they're talented and I think they're going to turn it on in the postseason. So I got the Cubs coming up, you know. All right, I'm ready for mine now. Go so, wild card. I have Milwaukee over Atlanta, and then I have um, the Cubs over the Nationals, um, Dodgers over Milwaukee, and then the Dodgers over the Cubs. Okay. All right. We all got the Cubs in the NLCS at least. Interesting. Okay. Um, so I'll go with my AL. Uh, playing game, I got the Rays over the Red Sox, and then the Astros beating the Rays, and then the Yankees beating the Twins, and then I got the Yankees taking down the Astros in the AL pennant. Um, just a quick stat I have for my reasoning, uh, as good as the Astros' rotation and pitching staff in general is, uh, they are susceptible to giving up home runs. They're fourth in the AL, and the Yankees hit a lot of home runs especially if they got their guys back and and off the injured list. So that's why I just got the Yankees edging the Astros. So Yankees are my AL team. All right, uh, I'll go for the AL. Uh, also had the Rays over the Red Sox in the playing game. Um, let's see. Astros over the Rays, Yankees over the Twins. So far the same as Jack, but I have the Astros uh, making it back to the World Series. Uh, like they did two years ago. And, yeah, so I got Asher's Cubs in the series. All right. Um, I have Tampa Bay over Boston in the wild card game. Um, I have the Yankees over Cleveland. Uh, Houston over Tampa Bay. And then Houston over the Yankees. I think Houston's going to make it back. And so, then uh, yeah, we're, doing, we're doing champs now. Yeah, go for it. I think uh, we'll have a repeat of 2017, and we're going to see the Astros beat the Dodgers. Wow, four Dodgers. That's three years in a row if that happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I got the uh, I got the Braves over the Yankees in seven. I just I we kind of mentioned before, but I, in my opinion, I just I, I like this lineup from from t- like top to bottom all around the field. I mean, I gained a lot of respect for them when they swept us in mid-June and I just I mean I watched a good amount of Braves baseball in that series in that four games so yeah Braves are my pick Astros over Cubs I just said before they're just there is no weakness to the Astros and they are um just top to bottom I still think they're the complete most complete team in baseball and unless the unless injuries derail them I don't really they're they're talent talent's gonna win out so I have the Astros over the Cubs solid um, I guess that's all we have. That was a lot of. I got I got two good stats first. Go for it before we close it out. All right. I just uh, I don't. We didn't really talk much about the uh, historic home runs that are being hit. The the historic pace that they're on. That's uh, we did not. Last year, last year, uh, MLB teams combined for over 6,100 home runs, and this year they're on pace for over 6,600. So it's an increase of over 500. That's and then uh, 
uh, before the All-Star break this year, there were 101 home runs hit 450 feet or longer. And all of last year, there were only 82. Wow. I mean, talk to so, Verlander. Justin Verlander was right. <laughs> yeah. Balls, in my opinion, I just, I don't know if juice is the right, I mean, I guess what you does can call that it mean? juice. I mean, what does that mean? Just, they're manufactured differently. I mean, unless, if it was intentional or not, I think they are manufactured differently to, they go farther. I, I just think, and maybe, I mean, conspirators could say that, MLB did it on purpose because they want more home runs because people like home runs. It just attracts fans. So, I don't know. I I don't think. I, I don't think there's. They should deny it. Really, if if it's true, like just say the baseballs are made differently. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I feel like the the manufacturing process is just kind of more sound now, and the the baseballs are being made more consistently. True. Yeah. Maybe. So, I mean, it could be that. I I don't. I don't think they did anything. You know, intentional, really. Um, I mean, obviously it's a little different, but you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. If they did, I don't really care. I don't really care much either. Like, hormones are cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, I guess that's all we have. Very lengthy episode, uh, but a lot of good baseball content. There's a lot to talk about at the All Star break. Um, we honestly, there could be like another hour. We could. There's right. A lot exactly. Yeah. It's about. just a, a lot to fit in. Um, I can't wait to see what's in store for the second half. I'm sure you guys agree. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll want to do our, our normal outro. I don't really know. Oh no, it's just uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Thanks for coming on, Temp. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, and listeners, if you made it this far, sorry about the length. <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, be sure to subscribe to the Hogland Podcast on all, sh- uh, you know, platforms. YouTube. We're not on YouTube. I keep saying that's just a routine. <laughs> uh, you know, Apple Podcasts, uh, listen on Spotify, SoundCloud, and follow the show on Instagram if you feel so inclined, if you're not already, uh, at Hogline Podcast. Uh, you can follow me at Mitchell Manis, follow Jack at underscore Jack dot Manis underscore and Temp. I don't know your Instagram. What is it? You can uh, answer me and you can shout out. Alex underscore Temp three. There you go, folks. Nice. Um, I think that's all we got. Uh, have a good week and we'll see you next time, folks. See ya. Peace.